nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. And we're here to tell stories that only two longtime best friends can. From growing up in Central Florida to adventures and adolescent angst, we're going to talk about all of it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sappy crap. So thank you for joining us on this initial endeavor. We're so happy to have you all here with us. We don't know how you heard about us. Maybe you just stumbled in drunk, but either way, we're happy to have you here. Or if you're a longtime listener of the Play on Nerds Network, that's something Steve and I started together many years ago now, like five, six years ago. Uh, but Jeremy, let's talk a little bit about ourselves. Yeah. So uh, Steve and I grew up mostly in uh, Orlando, Florida, Central Florida. Um, Steve, you're from Pennsylvania originally, though, right? Yeah, I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, my mom was an ordained minister in the United Methodist Church. And you basically move every three years as positions kind of get raised or people get readjusted. So because of that, we moved a lot. Um, and so I lived in New York and a couple of places in Pennsylvania and then Florida. And that's where Jarman and I's paths crossed. Right. Now we've been friends for over 20 years. That's right. 23 or something like that. And going. Just two, you know, really rare uh, straight white dudes who have a lot of important things to say. I just found a microphone in an alley and brought it home and said, hey, it's podcast time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I was born and raised in Orlando, and uh, it's a strange place to grow up. And most people aren't from Orlando. They usually, you know, arrive there for vacation or Disney or Universal, as, as most of you would know. Like, like people got to Australia initially. Yeah, exactly. Send all your prisoners or tourists here. No one means uh, to be there. What's kind of great is being a podcaster. A lot of the podcasts I listen to from around the world, uh, people end up visiting in Orlando at some point, no matter where they're from. So I get to meet a lot of people who I just know over the Internet. Um, But yeah, and then Steve and I became good friends. We made a lot of uh, movies together. We always were paired together in classes. And uh, we we did a bunch of theater stuff, chorus stuff, and danced and sung. We're we're creative types, you would say. Did artsy fartsy things in college. Yes. Uh, Steve went to college out in Seattle and I went to college in theater. Boston. So he took theater and I did film. So we stuck kind of yeah. in our creative uh, aspects. And what are we doing now with our lives, Steve? Well, I work for a tech company out in California. That's right. And Jarman is a voiceover artist and performer. Yeah. So I do mostly audio books and I do like some commercials and video games and that kind of thing. But it's a. Uh, it's what I'm making a living at now. So that's what, what we're would doing. you say is your biggest credit? My biggest credit. Um, yeah. That anyone anyway, boast about it. What do you tell people about? Uh, there's two kind of cool things. One is the people who made the first two Fallout games. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, Fallout splintered the creators, and some people went off to make Fallout Three. This other group went off to make a game called Wasteland, which got pretty cult following in its own. And so I'm in the sequel to Wasteland, Wasteland Two. I'm a character in that. Um, my biggest thing is a plethora of romance novels I'm, I'm, I'm in that you'll know either me or my pseudonym, which you will never find out on this podcast. Never. Uh, but also a big thing. If you listen to any audiobooks that are major titles in China, uh, I do the English introductions to those books. So a game of Thrones, um, a lot of, um, Tom Clancy novels, that kind of thing. 
Um, so you'll hear someone, you'll hear me come in the beginning and say, you're listening to Game of Thrones by Bubba, by J.R.R. Martin. Is that his name? <laughs> I forgot his name. Whatever, Tolkien, whatever. It is yeah, that. yeah. So uh, and then the, the Chinese voice will come in after that and narrate the book. So it's kind of neat. So there's like interesting the, in the audiobook market's booming in China right now. So a lot of people are hearing my voice, just that one little sentence in a bunch of books, which is kind of fun. So, German, this inaugural topic, I figure, is one that we could both connect with and be easier to think about stories for. And uh, that's going to be going to the movies with your friends. That's like right. A kid or an adolescent. And I think with this podcast, we basically want to be reminiscing about things like this and just embracing nostalgia because times are really kind of crazy right now. I think it's why Steve and I went towards this topic of a podcast because we're missing the way when things were a little bit more stable. Uh, there's bad changes and good changes happening to our world right now, but it's a crazy place. And right now, if you're listening this way in the future, this is right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. So, uh, Steve and I are recording from across the country from each other, and we want to reminisce about the good times and things we did growing up in central Florida, like going to the movies with friends. That's right. Uh, so Jarman, what does, what does this bring to, what does this topic immediately bring to mind for you? Uh, the big thing that I, I think kids are still doing up until this pandemic start was your parents drop you off at the theater and let you see your movie with your friends or you go to the mall and you hang out in the mall and there's also a movie theater in the mall. So you get to like go to the arcade and get in the food court and then also see a movie. Um, Steve get and the I Sbarros. used Sbarros, yeah. Get that second slice and regret it immediately. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had an iron stomach. I could eat anything. It didn't matter. <laughs> so... But we also like Steve and I used to take our bikes and ride down a, a bike path yeah. all the way to the mall just to hang out at the arcade. I don't think there's a movie theater out there at that point, but uh, there was later. Oh, on. there definitely was. There was. OK, yeah. There were two movie theaters at the mall. One that was uh, the AMC was there like, over by that Mongolian all you could eat place. Yeah, like right across the street from the mall, basically. Yeah, right across the street from the mall. And then there was another one kind of tucked back behind the mall, but it was there. Oh, yeah. Because we used to be able to ride our bikes to either. So we had a crazy selection of times and movies basically <laughs> at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's just and and I, I don't remember a lot of movies that you and I just saw together, the two of us. I don't know how much no. we would do that because we would go to movies with a group of people often. Group was much more common, certainly. Yeah. Um, for me, I, mine echoes that a lot, that freedom, being able to like ride your bikes to the mall and having like that 40 minute ride there where it's just you shooting the shit and using curse words. You didn't quite understand (laughs) telling dirty jokes. Yeah. Uh, And then getting to the mall and locking up your bikes. And even more like when in suburban kids like us would, we're free to just roam around and do whatever the hell we wanted because our parents were who knows where (laughs) we were just, that doesn't really happen much anymore these days. I don't think. I think about that. Like, you know, not to be the old guy in the room, but I remember at 10, like I was expected to get up, get my ass out of bed, get dressed and get to get myself to school on time every day. Yeah. That was just the expectation. So I did it. Yeah. I, I had to be yelled at to get out of bed, but then I finally did. And I mean, I would. Just, yeah. You were a sleeper. I was a sleeper. I still am. I sleep in way too much. That's why I chose a profession where I don't have to get up in time <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I guess listeners might know this uh, who listen to our other podcasts, but I, I used to work at CNN and it was just the epitome of a corporate nature where you had to be on time and can be late for anything. And I hated it. So that's why I sleep in whatever I want to now. But yeah, so the, the biking thing is crazy, too, because I'm not an active person anymore, but that was related to our movie watching activities and oh, hanging out with friends. I don't bike anymore. <laughs> Do you still bike? Because you used to be a big biker back then. No, I mean, once I moved to Seattle, the hills in Seattle just murder you. I just went, nah. Yeah, that's true. Everything's a hill. 
can't do it. It's insane. Florida is such easy riding. Everything is almost flat. But the problem is it's too hot. It's like it's 100 degrees outside and muggy, 90%. Oh, yeah. Humidity. So you just had to admit to yourself. And luckily, we were like, when I was doing it for the most part, it was middle school when I didn't really care about girls quite as much. Right. Because by the time you got there, you were just covered in a sheen of, <laughs> of sweat and, and mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. All the mosquitoes, cling too. to your body. Um, and so there was no chance that you were going to impress a girl. You weren't going to try <laughs> in that state. That was pretty much middle school for me. Yeah. There's just no chance you're going to impress a girl. Well, in, in general. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, in yeah. general. <laughs> oh, another part of uh, movies, though, I think mostly later middle school, maybe more early high school was I would definitely buy a ticket to a movie and then sneak into another movie afterwards. So I do a double feature. I don't think I ever have done a double feature. And like just even, never a, even a legal one? Like, no. Oh, wow. I love doing it. I, I, I have a hard to find people to go with me to do double features. It's a long commitment. Yeah, that's, that's probably why I've never actually done even a legal double feature. I, I one time living um, on my own, I think in Atlanta, I went to a triple feature by myself. So and I actually paid for all three of them that time because um, I had like coupons or something. So I went out. I went out, went back to the box office, bought the next ticket, went back in the movie, got refill of my drink for free. You know, got the, get the big drink. Oh, I, yeah. I peed so many times, but that I one just, is like bigger than your face. Yeah, they're just obscenely large. <laughs> There's no reason for a drink that huge, but I just love going to the damn movie. I, I don't so know. Much. I had just sweat a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying what in the theater. No, on the way, on the bike, on the way to the theater, I just sweat oh. a profuse amount. So I just had to have that huge, like human baby sized drink. <laughs> human baby. Just, just guzzle this baby into my gullet, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> filled with Mountain Dew and shame. Oh, oh God. It's Mountain Dew and Doritos. That was basically what we lived off of back then. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. So, and also, big thing I think is trailers in general. Or just like a thing that was so exciting back then and I just don't care about as much anymore as I used to. That's true. Because you could, we didn't have the internet, so you couldn't like, you know, see these trailers beforehand. So seeing it in the theater, people knew what trailers were going to be on what movies because you were waiting for it, you know? Oh, yeah. And that was just, that was part of the hype of the film. Was, yeah. Oh, but did you see the trailer for Blank? Oh, no, I missed it. I got the movie late, man. Oh, shit. Oh, you are a piece of shit, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I Jerry? I don't know because I because we the names are changed. Oh right, <laughs> we will not be using any uh, real names this podcast for other. I people. was protecting Jarman by calling him Jerry, endangering <laughs> him again by explaining this. Oh yeah, so that, those are some some little things I was thinking about with just movies with friends. So, and the thing that I I loved about being a kid is you're going to see a movie multiple times. I didn't do that very much. See, I did that because I had sort of in middle school, I had different circles of friends mm-hmm. that kind of formed. And so because of that, I would go see movies with like different. So I like, I go see a movie with you and one or two other people. But then I would also go see the, that movie that weekend with like Alex and Brandon. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. You're right. I've done that a couple of times. Uh, but I remember I went and saw Godzilla three times, the 1997 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, three times in one weekend. <laughs> I had no problem with that movie back then. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> three times is a bit much. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I remember on my like my Zune or whatever the first version of like MP3 players were. Maybe it wasn't even that. It was just the computer through LimeWire. I downloaded that Come With Me Puff Daddy track from, from yeah. Godzilla because <laughs> I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. 
That was good. But a horrible movie to see three times. Uh, so there's some bigger uh, stories that I can think of, things that happen, kind of milestones when it comes to friends going to movies. Uh, there's one that I think Steve and I might share, and I'll just throw it in right off the bat. Throw uh, it out. Yeah, let's do it. Which is, we were in a play called Harvey, which was a movie with uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart back in the day about a big white rabbit. It's a famous play, yeah. too. Recently, Jim Parsons played it on Broadway, the guy from Big Bang Theory. Uh, but uh, yeah, so all of us and our friends from Harvey, the cast, we went to go see Kung Pao in theaters when it came out, probably in, what, 2002 or something like that? Something like that. <laughs> and it was the most laughing I think I've ever done in any theater in my entire life because it was just the right group of people at the right time for a stupid, silly movie that was very unique in its own way, though. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw this out there. You you are amalgamating two separate memories because I I've got very clear memory of this. Oh my god, am I? That's amazing. So you went and saw Kung Pao twice. You went and saw it at the time that you saw it. I was out of town or something. Oh. <laughs> you had this amazing time, and then I came back to town, and you were like, Steve, we have to go see Kung Pao, and you like tried <laughs> to explain it to me, and I really didn't get it. Uh, and you're like, no, we have to go. And we went, ended up going with this guy who I'll just call Sean. Okay. And for whatever reason, it was you, me and Sean, which was weird because Sean wasn't really part of our group because him and I dated a, like a girl back to back at one point. Oh, <laughs> um, so I'm not really sure why he was there, but it was you, me and him. And we went, and we saw Kung Pao and in that same vein, uh, I have never laughed so hard <laughs> or had my face hurt from smiling so hard in my life. If you guys don't know the, the uh, premise of Kung Pao, it's a guy named, I think, Steve Odenkirk. Because Bob Odenkirk's yeah. the one from uh, um, Better Call Saul, but different Odenkirk. He's a writer, comedian, has been around for a long time. But he got buff for this movie, and it basically he took an old uh, Kung Fu movie. Mm-hmm. And then interjected himself with both CGI and actors who kind of looked like the actors from this old Kung Fu movie and then redubbed it and put his own like actors and voices in there and added some animation, some like thumb puppets, some like it, it was. And, and, and it is insane to an extreme. Yeah. And it's unlike and any absurd. movie I've ever seen before. It really, it's just, it was unique entirely and hilarious. And if you have not seen it, uh, see it. It might not be as good as we're remembering. No, see it. it probably isn't. And that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was remembering that. And, but all I can remember is I was like, why the hell were we with Sean? Yeah. You'll have to tell me after the show who the Sean person is. I'm oh, yeah, we didn't discuss beforehand. <laughs> we have to do that next time. We needed to, okay. We'll do it for the next one. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw without you, then it must've been when I saw it with the rest of the Harvey cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you went and saw it with everybody and you guys had a crazy time. I wasn't there, but then I came late. And then we saw it again. Maybe Sean was in the Harvey cats and I'm not remembering him. Maybe we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, another one that I remember um, and sort of like the, the hype and then disappointment of a group of like high school boys. Uh-huh. So we all crowded into your game room mm-hmm. on a Saturday afternoon, maybe six to eight of us. And we all watched kill bill volume one. Oh, Okay. I remember you made me stop playing World of Warcraft so I could watch Kill Bill Volume 1. <laughs> and we must have been fresh 18 because it came out that summer. Right. And, and so we could buy tickets on our own. 2004 was when Warcraft came out. So there you go. And Kill Bill Volume 1 was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
such a great film. And like what every high school boy wants, just blood and violence and crazy over the top. Um, and we went and saw Kill Bill, and Kill Bill Volume 2 just wasn't quite that. It was a more finessed movie, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And I remember it just lost all of us. I remember liking it. Maybe that's a false memory because I've seen it since and I like it. Yeah, yeah, but I just remember always being so hyped because Kill Bill Volume 1 is just such higher octane. Mm, yeah. I think. I remember just all of us kind of being like, oh, man. That was all right. She didn't kill like 60 guys again. I think that was pretty much the complaint. <laughs> the crazy 88s. Was that in the first one? Yes, that was the first one. All the blood. Yeah, we were different. We were different then. <laughs> well, we also had that friend, uh, we'll call him Billy, who was mm-hmm. obsessed with uh, the Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh, my God. And I think yes. maybe that's why we were so hyped about all these Quentin Tarantino stuff, because he was just blowing it up to us like, man, Quentin Tarantino's the best ever. And he was into like real dark shit early on in life. <laughs> like flip the collar on his anime shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and buttoned it up all the way to the top, all the way to the top. button. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I didn't quite remember that and disliking that or having experience at all, but I'm glad you have that memory. So you can remind me. <laughs> um, and also a huge big one that we went with a bunch of our friends too. I'm pretty sure you were there for this. Like you weren't okay. surprised hit me, hit me. was uh, episode one of star Wars phantom menace, 1999. Uh, yeah. So it was you, me, Billy <laughs> and his mother and father. Uh, and we went out to, I don't know, the universal movie theater, maybe one of the Disney ones. It was one we don't didn't normally go to. Yeah. Like universal studios. No, it was out there. It was one of the big, like 18, one of the early, like 18 screen multiplex. We had bought our tickets way in advance for opening day of Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, Here's what I remember. uh, I remember I didn't care that much about Star Wars. Like, and you guys were going to go and spend like four hours or five hours in a line waiting for tickets. And I went, nah. (laughs) And you guys were like, come on, you can't go. I said, nah, you guys have fun. I said, I didn't care. And you guys got me a ticket anyway. (laughs) That's how you get out of it. Yeah, but I was just like, because I just remember identifying like, I don't care about Star Wars that much. Well, it's funny because I was never like a giant Star Wars fan. Like I didn't have any Star Wars toys or anything. I think it was probably Billy. Yeah, it was more Billy. But also I was like, I was excited about the hype. And I, I liked Star Wars, but I wasn't like, I wasn't this giant Star Wars fan. But I was like, I, I like the idea of hanging with friends, the excitement of waiting in line and seeing and something opening exciting. day. And the whole world was hyped for freaking Phantom Menace. And we man. were too young to know how bad it was. Yeah, we would have been about 13 at the time. For so, us, like the funny robots were right at the like we were the right age demographic for that terrible movie. Right. And that's the thing is that I I can't guarantee this, but I, I I would highly suspect that anyone who is our age or younger seeing that movie when it came out didn't hate it. And that's the point. It's like it came out and he put a lot of things in there for kids. It still wasn't a very good movie because there's so many confusing stuff that kids wouldn't understand or care about, like all the politics yeah. and stuff. But the thing is, is that it was fine. And we only grew to hate it when you become bitter and get older. And it's like, oh, it's not like the other ones that it's just it was fine. There was nothing wrong. That's my controversial opinion. Phantom Menace was fine. <laughs> so, German, to wrap up this conversation, uh, I want to ask kind of a, a general question in the wake of coronavirus and sort of everything, the world around us changing. What do you miss the most about going to the movies with a friend or with friends? Uh, there's just a, an event about it. It's it's like in the thing, the, being in a big place that's perfectly fine tuned to to see a movie exactly how it should be seen in that pristine manner. And like 
me and my buddy Patrick, I'll say his real name because he, he works for the podcast and stuff a lot. We too. know him. Everyone knows Patrick. Uh, but when we were living in Atlanta together, we would go to week, weekly showings to horror movies, just the two of us late at night, like a midnight showing for a horror movie when everyone came out. It's just a, a this experience about it. And so the closest thing I have to that now is when there's not the coronavirus was friends coming over once a week to like watch a TV show together. It's like a bonding experience. And yeah, I miss the red curtains of certain like specialty theaters and like, you know, just the it's just a, an event and we're missing out on that. Um, and it bonds friends together. You talk afterwards about the movie and it's just it's not the same just watching everything from home. You know? Yeah, that's the part I miss. It's not the movie itself, but going to see a movie that then leads to drinks and striking up conversations or arguing yeah. about what the movie meant to one person or another or telling them that the movie was terrible. Or that Phantom Menace was fine. <laughs> it was just fine. High fives. <laughs> High fives all around. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much. I think we agree on that. That's just the yeah. the experience. And I, I hope oh, we yeah. get to go the back shared, to that the shared communal experience. And I like that theaters are now changing to where it's big, comfortable seats and making it uh trying to lure, make it so alluring to come to a theater as opposed to your own oh, home. Oh, I mean, so from my perspective, as a guy who's about to have a second kid. Um, and who him and his wife don't get to go see a lot of films. When I go to see a movie, I will always pay extra to go and have those nice seats. Oh yeah. And have that extra seat. space. Because if my wife and I got to go see movies all the time, now nah, I wouldn't do it. But we get to see one every four to six months. So we got to make it count. It's an experience. It's an experience. I wear a tux. <laughs> I would, man. <laughs> well, I wear one of those tuxedo shirts and a diaper, but I'm not sure if that's the same. <laughs> People should treat going to the movie theater like they do going to the like theater where you dress up. Where you respected that you were up or where angels fly. Where angels fly? You wore what? a suit. When people used to dress up to fly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or going to Sears, put on your Sunday best, you know. That's just that's right. You take off your hat when we get inside. And kids in 10 years listen to this. Uh, Sears was a department store. And a department store was a place where you went to buy things. <laughs> uh, and hats were cylindrical covers that went on your head. <laughs> There's so many things that just next generations are not going to know what the hell we're talking about. No. Oh, man. So I, I guess that wraps up this episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. Join us next time when we talk about the joys and torture of going to see movies on a date. Oh, and thanks for joining us on this delightful stumble down memory lane. And remember, the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. 